I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up-and-coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content, Every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer Chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Game Changers. Boy, am I excited about today's episode. And this one is particularly for any of you out there who are maybe in the younger side of the girl boss entrepreneurial journey, and you're thinking to yourself things like, who's going to listen to me? Am I too inexperienced? Am I too young? Do I need to get a few more years under my belt? If these are any of the thoughts that you have ever had, or really for anyone who's ever had those imposter syndrome thoughts, today's guest is going to completely blow those limiting beliefs out of the water. And she is a swimwear designer. So, I mean, that was just the perfect analogy there, right? Anyway, so Jessica Williamson is an amazing Australian entrepreneur. She is the creator of Ete Swimwear, which is a brand that she designed when she was 22. Designed, launched, put it out there. And now she's actually on to her third business. So not only is she the creator of Ete Swimwear, she is also the creator of a travel agency where she connects brands and travel vloggers together. But she is also now doing online mentoring through her membership program. So I had an amazing chat with Jessica, not only about one of my favorite things, which is all about vision, but also how she keeps her brand extremely consistent which I think is such an important part of actually being able to grow and spread a message. But then the best thing was at the very end of the interview, we spoke all about how she puts herself out there in networks. And I think this is super, super, super important for continually building your empire. So let's jump in to today's chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Game Changers. I am so excited for today's guest, specifically all of you female entrepreneurs out there who have big visions, but maybe feel like it's a little too early to start, or maybe people aren't going to take you seriously, or maybe it's anyone in the audience who kind of just wants a kick in the butt to get stuff done. My guest is the beautiful Jessica Williams. Thank you so much for coming on today, my love. I'm so, so, so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to have a chat. 
pleasure. Your story is insane, guys. I have been basically creeping her for the past week and she is an actual machine. So I'm very excited to jump into your story. But for those in the audience who maybe haven't met you yet or maybe haven't stalked your beautiful swimwear brand's Instagram, do you want to just go back and give us the origin story? Like, how did you start? Where did the ideas even come from? And particularly, what made you want to start a second business? I mean, that's insane. I'd love to kind of go through the whole journey with you. Yeah, sure. Well, it's actually three businesses now and I'm probably not going to stop anytime soon. (laughs) I love that. I started in 2015 with the idea and I was 22 at the time. So I was working in digital marketing, which became quite handy in starting my business. And I just have always wanted to work for myself. So when I went to uni, I decided I wanted to study management because I heard that's how you become a CEO. So from early on, I sort of had high hopes and high ambitions and I worked a little while um, for someone else and they just, in my opinion, nothing was ever done as good as it could have been or, you know, things were holding me back because of the roles or there was other managers involved and things like that. So I just wanted to sort of open up the opportunities and sort of, you know, the sky's the limit. Whereas working for someone else, you are a little bit restricted with what you can do. So I had different ideas and I thought, you know, I really wanted to work in the fashion industry. So since I love the beach and traveling, I decided swimwear was going to be the choice for me, even though I haven't had any experience in design or fashion before. I've just always had a passion for it. So have figured it all out along the way. I love that so much. And jumping in with a product-based business is a really ballsy move, I must say so myself. Did you, like, how did you go about the mindset behind it? Are you quite a risk-taker naturally or is this something you really had to kind of hype yourself up for? Um, I definitely am a risk-taker naturally, but I think, um, I mean, I've heard so many people um, talk about this as well, but naivety is definitely the the key to getting going and I think sometimes you just got to jump and see where you land because if you think about it too much you might you know you you really can shoot yourself in the foot so I had the idea in about June 2015 and by February 2016 so about seven to eight months I launched online worldwide so that was from the day that I decided I'd even had the idea to finding manufacturers to doing my designs to setting up my website and doing you know growing my Instagram literally everything in seven months so I'm pretty impatient as well so I just like to get things done if I decide I'm going to do it it's going to get done as fast as possible that's amazing and I mean I'd love to hear your perspective on because you know particularly in the industry that a lot of my audience is in they're sort of starting these online service-based businesses what's your I guess, opinion on this whole concept of done is better than perfect, because I don't know whether I'm assuming or not, but I can imagine that, you know, you kind of just made things happen quite quickly and didn't let perfectionism or procrastination get in the way. You know, if you were, say, mentoring someone who was at the very beginning of their journey and they were struggling with these things, what would you, what would be your advice to them? 
Um, this is something I see in so many people and it kind of drives me a little bit nuts because <laughs> me too. People have and the amazing ideas people have, but they're just not going out there and actioning it. So that is one topic that I, you know, have always been really passionate about and something that I live by. So pretty much as soon as I have an idea, I do it, which is why I've ended up with three businesses and I'm probably a little bit, um, over my head in work at the moment but you know when I'm passionate about something and decide I'm going to do it it has to be done now so I've always struggled with setting goals because people ask what do you want to do in 10 years but if I decided that today I want to do that in 10 years I'll probably do it tomorrow anyway so I think you know you just have to get over your own rubbish that you're telling yourself um all the reasons there are so many reasons why I probably you know, could have backed out and stayed in my full-time job and that's where I would have probably still been. You know, I was young. I could have, you know, thought maybe a female might have held me back. Um, the fact that I knew nothing about manufacturing or starting a business. Um, I basically had no money. Um, so many different reasons why I, I shouldn't have started a business and, you know, why other people might come up with similar ideas to that. But I didn't even think of that at all not one of those ideas crossed my mind so I guess I'm lucky that that is my mindset and I just happen to think like that but for the people who um who do struggle with self-doubt or you know coming up with different reasons why they shouldn't do something you just have to really ask yourself what is more important do you want to be stuck in you know, a job you might not enjoy forever or would you rather just give it a crack and, you know, if you fail, you've learned, you can go back to a job sometime and give something else a try. So, yeah, when you really dig deeper, there really isn't any reasons why people can't do something. There's always a way. I love that so much because I think what you've really articulated so well here is this whole misconception that a lot of people have that if they give it a go somehow, if it doesn't work, they're going to be worse off. But as a matter of fact, you're actually just exactly where you've started. So why not even just go for it? I really, really love that topic. And you know, for anyone listening, if you are at the beginning and have all of these amazing ideas, really, really ask yourself, like, what do you actually have to lose? Yeah, absolutely. And even if, you know, you might not even end up back where you started, even if you do fail, you might be still ahead because you've learned a lot along the way. Exactly. I love that so much. And then, you know, more and more lessons to keep moving forward. Yeah. One thing I really would love to go back to, if that's okay, because obviously you mentioned that you started quite a few years ago or a few years ago and at the time you were 22. I'd really like to know, was there any, I guess, backlash from, you know, because I think a lot of people who are maybe a bit younger and they have, you know, their family and their friends and a lot of people around them with what sounds like the best of intentions. I'd love to know, you know, how was it for you? Did you have a lot of support and did the age thing ever really make you feel like a hindrance? Um, I've never had any real issue with age or gender or anything like that. So I guess yeah. I've been lucky in that respect and I, in myself as well, I've never really let that stop me or the thoughts never really crossed my mind. I just knew that 
what I was capable of and what my vision was and I sort of just go for it. So, um, yeah, that one's a little bit harder for me to comment on just because the th the, those kind of thoughts never cross my mind. And I think, you know, it might be an older generation thing where they, you know, they have been hindered by age and, and gender and things like that. But I think going forward in the future, I think females are at a real advantage going forward just because there is so many empowering things out there, programs, blogs, um, podcasts that really help inspire young women in particular. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, a great movement that's coming forward, seeing heaps of young girls really tackling big industries and disrupting them. Do you know what? It actually is the perfect answer that you just said then. I know you said you didn't really have a comment on that, but something that I think you've been able to articulate here is that quite often these uh, so-called limitations of either being a woman or either being young are in our own minds. You know, they are because we are just accepting maybe what we believe to be the industry status quo. And as a matter of fact, if we just decided, no, I actually don't want to believe that and I don't want to have anything to do with that, with that belief, then I can kind of do whatever I want. And you have been a perfect example of that. Someone who says, I don't really care how old I am. I'm just going to go for it anyway. Yeah. And I think actually being young and a bit naive and also, you know, I don't have kids or a mortgage or, you know, any huge responsibilities. So that kind of played to the advantage that I was able to just throw it all in, take a lot of risks, empty my bank account a few times mm. um, because it was only really me that was relying on that. So I could take more risks. Have you ever, like, this is just a question because I know this is something that particularly a lot of my younger clients do struggle with. Um, have you ever struggled with like imposter syndrome or like what, have you ever struggled with any mindset challenges along the way? Um, not really, to be honest, it's, it's a bit of a boring answer, but I've always just sort of believed in my abilities and what I know I can achieve. And when I set my mind to it, um, I mean, yeah, sorry, it's not very interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I fine. It's a it's... strong mindset, which has kind of been, you know, one of the keys to the success of my businesses that I haven't really let anything like that stand in my way I have had more challenges with you know overcoming stress and just putting a lot of pressure on myself and things like that but I haven't really had any external forces really affect my mindset yeah but I think that's a perfect answer again because what you're actually showing everyone who is listening is what is possible when we do get over our own stuff because I'm much the same you know obviously I've I've struggled with a lot of like imposter syndrome and fear and mindset, but a lot of people ask me, you know, have you ever kind of struggled with confidence, particularly because I have my YouTube channel and it's just my, my solid answer is no, not really. I never thought you like, I never even thought about like going on camera was going to be like a scary or bad thing. And I feel like that's a bad answer, but as well, but what actually comes out of that is showing people what's on the other side of their fears, knowing that, you know, this confidence and overcoming imposter syndrome, it's actually more of a skill than a personality trait and something that anyone can develop over time. But just yeah. to go back what, on what you said before about the stress, because another thing that, you know, alongside mindset struggles, another thing that I know a lot of people do struggle with is overwhelm and time management and stress, as you mentioned, how running three businesses, crazy, right? How do you manage your time and sort of 
keep everything moving forward? Um, so obviously I've touched on it a little bit, but I like to go a million miles an hour, which is, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, and that just means I get to get a lot of things done really quickly. Even when I worked for someone else, they'd sort of give me a task. I'd finish it and tell them I was done and they'd tell me to go away and take longer because they hadn't thought of the next thing for me. (laughs) I've always been really fast at getting things done and sort of multitasking or finding the quickest way to do it. But now that I've got three businesses, it's gotten a lot harder. Like one was probably hard enough and I decided it would be a good idea to start two more. So um, the way I've had to change my time management now is I've always been really good at to-do lists and time management and things like that, but now I've had to get really good at it. So I've started really just blocking my days out. So I found it really hard to keep chopping and changing between the different businesses because you're putting on a different hat, you're doing different kind of tasks, you're having to think differently. So I've decided to start blocking out sections of time for each business or each sort of main task. That way, when I'm in that mindset, I can really get things done really quickly because I'm already in that mindset. So that's been a huge thing that I've just sort of started doing. Um, There's definitely a lot of things I could improve on and probably getting some employees might really help. But at the moment, it's just me with some, you know, assistants and, and some contractors who help me out here and there. But I think it might be time for me to get a full-time employee because it's getting a little bit too much. (laughs) Amazing. So, I mean, well, obviously not amazing that it's getting too much, but I'd love to talk about that topic. So how did you, I mean, who, what kind of contractors and VAs do you have? Because another question that I could just get asked almost every day from a lot of people who are running online businesses is who's the first person I should hire. So when it came to getting virtual like assistants or uh, contractors or freelancers, where was the first hire that you made and what would you recommend to people in similar positions? Um, This one I'm still sort of toying with, but I do have a couple of VAs who help me mostly on my Etty Swimwear. So they help me with my Instagram, just replying to comments and doing things like that, as well as doing my customer service inquiries because I was doing everything. Um, And now I'm traveling every three weeks. So keeping up to date with all of the customer service and things like that, that are a 24 hour, seven days a week job. um, That was just getting crazy. So I hired the VAs mostly to free up my time a little bit and that meant I was more flexible when traveling because that would get me really stressed out if I was trying to you know do a lot of meetings or just go away for a holiday or whatever it was and trying to deal with customer service and things going wrong was really really difficult so that was my first thing and then um, I have outsourced my warehousing now so that's been a big help because we used to have all the stock in my parents house just everywhere (laughs) me and my mum mostly my mum ended up packing all the orders because I was just so busy so we've outsourced that which means we don't have to have the stock sitting in the house and then I just have a few contractors like specialists in PR or marketing and things like that 
Yeah, I love that. And it's, I mean, obviously the question was about hiring and, and, and you answered that so nicely as well. But do you know what we just got in there as well was like, I can just imagine this, this business that's grown out of, like you said, your parents' house with your mum packing orders and now growing into this, you know, global brand with a warehouse. And it's just, it is so inspiring for anyone listening. It doesn't matter if they want to start a product-based business or a service-based business but at the end of the day it's like just start with what you can and the things will grow and things will expand as you go along um but i'd love to talk a little bit about your third business so is this the online mentoring and membership that i was having a big look through do you want to talk a little bit more about that because i'd love 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 to hear about it yeah sure so i okay let me just start from the beginning and let's do it When I started my swimwear brand, Anti-Swimwear, I didn't even really tell my friends. Like I told my close friends, but I never posted about it on my, you know, personal page. I literally didn't even have my name on the swimwear website saying, you know, by Jessica Williamson or anything anywhere. I didn't want anyone to know I was behind it because I was somewhat embarrassed or maybe I was worried that I would get judged or things like that. Um, and a lot of my friends probably thought it was just, you know, phase I was going through or something so in the beginning I really just did not want to be known and I really don't know why but I think it's mostly because I was worried about what other people would think and you know who is Jess thinking she's this global um, fashion brand when she's got no experience so I think that was something I was worried about but not consciously thinking about Um, and then I sort of dug a little deeper and I've decided obviously people want to know who's behind the brand. So a year or two ago, I decided to put my name on everything. I started doing more press and things around my story, which I kind of was doing in the beginning, um, which I was completely okay with strangers knowing who I was. I just didn't want people in my circle to know what I was doing. So I've fully overcome that now and I'm sort of promoting it everywhere I can. But through that meant that I started getting a lot of messages from people inspired by my story or from people who wanted some tips or help. And I just couldn't help everyone. And, you know, trying to run a few businesses plus spend time with my family and friends and just have some downtime sometimes. Mm. As much as I wanted to help everyone, I realised I couldn't. So I came up with the idea to start a membership and I called it how I built built this just because I'm literally sharing how exactly I built my whole. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market brand um talking through everything so starting from influences and social media to mindset and time management to pretty much everything and it's not a textbook sort of lesson it's literally i'm telling them what i personally did and it may not you know it may be able to apply to quite a lot of different businesses so um and that's something that i'm really passionate about because you know like we spoke about just a bit earlier 
there is a lot of young women out there looking to start businesses and who have these passions but may not know where to start or might have the mindset issues. So that is something I've been really passionate about and that's really where I want to be able to help as many people as I can. So that's why I came up with the membership model because it means, you know, I'm still putting in the same amount of work but I can help as many people as possible rather than just telling every people sorry every person individually I'm able to tell a lot more people through my platforms yeah I love that so much I want to talk about the membership more in just a second but to not gloss over it because I think it was so important Mm -hmm. um when you spoke about you know having this fear of judgment specifically from your friends and you were kind of hiding behind the brand again this is something that I see so many people struggling with particularly um you know in my own work i say one of the biggest things you can do is like launch your business on your own personal profile it's actually one of the hardest things that most people go through when i say you've got to put it on your personal profile on facebook they're like no i'm out (laughs) um but but how did you what what's if you can think of like did you take any practical steps to overcome that fear of judgment Or was it just a decision that you made one day, like, I've just got to get people knowing what I'm doing? Um, A little bit of both. I think I took one step at a time and I I have been doing a lot of personal development over the past year or so. So that really helped. So I really found the confidence in myself. But also it was just the realisation that people want to know who is behind the brand and that it's a lot more powerful than just seeing pretty bikinis on a model. So people really resonate with who's behind the brand and the story of the brand and, you know, where it all started. So I decided that if I really want to connect with my customers and connect with my audience, I really had to do that. I'm still, you know, I'm still not all the way there. I don't jump on and do lives all the time on my swimmer page or anything like that. But I've started building my personal profile because now I have three businesses they all sort of direct back and people who are really interested in me and my story and and getting some advice through there, then they can follow me on my personal account. Um, And then when I do my travels and things, I now do share them on my swimwear because I'm kind of promoting the swimwear through my travels as well. So that's quite handy for blog content and for photo content and things like that. But yeah, mainly it was just the realisation that if I really want to connect with my audience and grow my brand, I need to put my name on it. And those who are interested can come and follow me in my journey on my personal page. Oh my God, you're speaking to the choir here. So where our whole entire podcast is actually um, bought from is really digging deep into the personal brands of people behind the brands. And we want to know those stories. And you're so right. Like people really do. I think it just, it builds such a deeper level of connection. Even if you have a product, it builds such a deeper level of connection with your tribe. And that's something that we're so huge about here as well is this whole concept of building a tribe, building a community, no matter what business you're in, we think it should be, you know, human centric. It's not just numbers on a page. It's not just numbers on a, you know, Instagram post or YouTube video or whatever. Like those are people. And the more you can connect with them, the more powerful you can grow your brand. So I'd love to hear a little bit of advice from you maybe about how you go about fostering a community. I don't know. I got this real beachy. I want to be a part of this girl gang vibes when I was stalking your Instagram. And I just think the emotion 
that you can make someone experience when they're stalking you, maybe you're stalking your brand is so powerful. So, I mean, I'd love to kind of, is this something that's been just pretty organic or have you actively gone out and built this tribe, this tribe of women who are obsessed with your brand? Yeah, I, from the beginning, I knew that the whole purpose of why I I designed a swimwear brand was because I noticed all the other brands were going towards plain colors, black, khaki, simple designs. And also they were just really sexy designs, which wasn't me. Like I love pink and frills and pretty things. So I really wanted to create something that was for the girls like me. I love adventure and I love traveling and just doing exciting things and challenging yourself, but also having really pretty designs. So from the very beginning, I was very, very clear on who my audience was, what the brand looked like. I never post any dark imagery. Even in the beginning, I had actually paid a lot of influencers and and content creators to create imagery for me. And they were standing against a black wall or it was too dark or something like that. And I just couldn't use them. Even though they were amazing, amazing images on their own, they didn't fit with the brand. So I was so particular from the very beginning. And I was probably, I've kind of loosened off the chains a little bit now, but in the beginning I was sort of posting like white, pink, blue, and just in that order. And so, so specific on what I posted and how it looked. I've gotten a little bit more relaxed on that just because I'd rather it be a bit more organic, but I still am super, super specific on who we choose to be part of our brand, the models um, and the vibe. So it's really just meant to be fun and um, beautiful. I love that so much. And funnily enough, I recorded another podcast episode earlier this week and the same advice was given from someone else who has a a very different but um, amazing product business. And there's just this common theme running at the moment that really does summarize that your vibe does attract your tribe, you know, having a solid vision right from the very beginning and knowing what you're about, whether you're a personal brand or a business brand, but just that vision, that mission, that consistency of values and emotions that you want to evoke in your audience is so important. Um, Did you go like in the beginning when you were, I guess, dreaming up, because I find that consistency is not just with the swimwear brand, but also across your other brands as well. And so strategically, how did that process look for you in the beginning? I mean, did you sit down and kind of like map it all out or did you just start creating things and then realize it was, it was your values that were presenting themselves? Yeah, I think that's the hard part. So Even now, I still do all of the posts on my swimwear page um, just because the brand is an extension of me, which I need to, the hard challenge is when I have to hand that over to someone, how to communicate that, but that'll be (laughs) a next time job. Um, But basically the brand is me and I'm making it for me. So that's been the real key in knowing who my audience was. If I loved it, then I knew it was on brand. So that was kind of the test that I did on all of the imagery, on the designs and everything that I did and the tone of voice and everything. It's just me, really. It's not trying to be anyone else. So, yeah, I guess that's why all my brands have a similar vibe and similar 
tone of voice and look to them just because yeah it basically is me and what I like so oh that is golden actually golden what you just said someone please write this down and quote it my brand is me like my audience is me that is so important because so many people they get to a point where they're like I need to provide for my audience and while that's so true the audience is so variable. Yes, you want to listen to demand. Yes, you want to research your audience. You want to know what they want. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's very easy to get swayed by people's opinions or people's preferences online. But the thing is, if you can do what Jessica's done and stand solid in the fact that you have a vision, you have a preference, you've got a passion, you've got a mission, you've got a taste, you've got a style, if you can stand strong in that, that consistency over time is what really, really helps you to become memorable and known online. Absolutely. I love that so, 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 so much. Um, So I'd love to know also because... I know you said you do a lot of this alone and you've kind of just got these contractors and everything, but have you had, like, as you've started to step out of your brand a little bit more, have you connected maybe with other entrepreneurs? Like I know you've got your tribe is in your audience, but do you have people who are kind of supporting you or entrepreneurs that you catch up with any type of business besties or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Since starting my business, I've probably found so many new friends um, and they're in so many different industries and different businesses. But the thing that I love is that we're all on the same sort of mind wave. Yeah, if that makes sense. If absolutely. Sense. It makes sense. <laughs> all, all sort of on the same page, even though we're at so many different stages and areas of our business um it all just works together so well so yeah i have so many great friends from actually all over the world i even just hit up people on linkedin and meet with them randomly and then we end up becoming best friends and travel to la together and things like that so it's um yeah it's been amazing and meeting so many awesome people has probably been the best part of starting my business and actually going out on my own and being brave enough to stand out in a world where people don't want you to. So the, when you do step out of that comfort zone and go and have random coffees with people in LA by yourself or, you know, whatever it is, um, you can find the most amazing people. Oh, I love that so much because my whole thing is literally like entrepreneurship should not be done alone. You know, I really kind of like did a lot of at home work for the first couple of years and you just end up just, you know, so lonely. You really can if you don't put yourself out there and brave it and be vulnerable and meet new people. Do you have any, I guess, networking tips? Like maybe we can get really practical here. You said you reached out to people on LinkedIn. Um, Is there anything else that you do really to foster these friendships? Um, mostly like social media and things like that. So I'll follow and sort of engage in conversations with people on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I just, whenever I'm traveling, cause I'm traveling so often, I like to try and set up back to Mac meetings, even though it kind of burns me out a little bit, <laughs> but it gives you such a better connection when you are able to meet people face to face. So when I traveled to Sydney I got to hang out with Lisa Messenger and some really awesome people so yeah don't be afraid to just reach out to people because you'll be so surprised at who's willing to just catch up for a coffee or yeah whatever you want to do 
That is bold. So Lisa Messenger, was that you just reached out to her or it was that? I actually went to one of her workshops and then since I'm in Perth, no one ever comes to Perth. Um, So I begged her and begged her to come to Perth and it became kind of a running joke because I literally didn't let her say no. And she had just taught us in the workshop how to make sure people can't say no to you. So she ended up coming to Perth and I emceed the event here in Perth with her and we just kind of become good friends through that. So yeah, never be afraid to ask questions and, and chase what you're after. And be relentless. I love that so much. I mean, so many people are afraid to even, you know, just send a random DM on Instagram saying, Hey, I love your brands. But I mean, that's how so many of my friendships have started. You know, as you said, I've got friends in, um, you know, London, New York, LA, all of these places. And it truly is from sliding into people's DMs and just saying, yeah. Hey, you just got to be, be confident enough. And I love that so much. And don't worry, I get the Perth thing. I'm from Perth originally. And <laughs> there's not much going on there. I'm sorry yeah. to say, but I'm kind of <laughs> glad we escaped. <laughs> I love that so, 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 so much. So I guess I will, I want my final sort of the final thing for us to talk about is particularly because you are doing this mentoring now, you've got this membership and so many of the audience are really trying to put themselves out there. And it feels like everything we teach here at the Game Changer Company, building tribe, networking, building a brand, having those strong visions and values, and then also just being kind of bold and relentless in the pursuit of what you want. You literally tick all of the boxes. So I know it's a hard question because there's so many things you probably want to say, but for someone who was like sitting at their nine to five desk, you know, really, really dreaming big, but just not knowing where to start, what do you think the first three things someone should do if they've got a business idea? Um just get started to be honest um i've figured everything out along the way and that's the number one thing that kills more dreams or stops people from starting is just not taking that first step so register that business name make an instagram account and put yourself out there and just start posting and building an audience so i started my instagram account two to three months before I launched and I had 20,000 followers when I was launching. So I made sales on day one worldwide and that's really what you have to do. So build your tribe. And I built that around the brand image and the brand personality. So I had no products. I didn't share other people's swimwear or random things that people seem to do these days, but I just shared imagery of people having fun looking amazing and just being so confident and happy in themselves. So that would be my number one tip probably just start and also start building your tribe through emails as well. I love it. Do you have any tips then for anyone on that growing their Instagram? Because I have so many people, you know, I'm sure you get it as well. Every single day it's like, I can't grow the algorithm, the algorithm, but it seems like you did pretty well. What was the kind of like, if you don't mind sharing practical things that you did to grow that brand or was it kind of like just sharing those images? Well, the good thing is that there wasn't an algorithm when I started. Mm. It came in pretty soon after. But, um, yeah, but I was working with a lot of influencers, really huge ones. I was pretty gutsy and I just sort of approached really huge influencers with like 500,000 and they just wanted to work with me because I had such a strong 
brand image. So that's why I really keep going back to the strong brand image and knowing what your brand's about because without that, you can't get the big deals, you can't get the partnerships and things that you need to grow. Um, and number two, make sure your imagery is amazing and don't post it if it's not. That's really how brutal I was in the beginning. Um, and I'd rather you not post anything if it's not quite on brand or good quality because people have the tiniest little time to make the first impression and yeah. that's how you're going to build your following. So there's no real trick and there's no way to game the system anymore. It really is. Is your brand amazing? Is what you stand for resonating with your audience? And then it will literally grow. So obviously everyone's aware of using hashtags and, and posting once a day or things like that. Um, but yeah, if you're doing all those things, the main strategy comes in when you look at what is your brand trying to say. Oh my God, I love it so much. And again, the two things that we are so all about here, having a strong brand and connecting and collaborating with other people. So thank you so much for your time today. This has been just so, so powerful. You honestly are one to watch. You're a very, 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 very inspiring entrepreneur and everyone needs to come follow you. So where can they find you online? Where's the best place to connect with you um, and your personal brand? Um, my personal Instagram would be the best. So it's jess.williamson8 awesome. on Instagram. And then my brand's Ete Swimwear is spelled E-T-E Swimwear. You can find us online or on Instagram. Um, my other brand, Somewhere Elsewhere, Somewhere is spelled S-O-M-E-W-E-A-R. Um, but that's our influencer travel agency, which we've actually got a trip really really soon which is really exciting and then my membership is mostly through my personal page as well so i'm pretty much everywhere <laughs> love it actually i have one more question if that is okay i just want to respect your time but how did you come up with the name ete um i'm really bad at trying to choose names but for some reason <laughs> i was following this account on instagram called french words and I was sitting at the train station ready to go to my job. And this was when I was looking into everything. I was just scrolling through my feed and the word ete came up and it said it means summer in French. And I was like, okay, done. That's Sign. Done. Sign. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today, beautiful. It was so, 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 so amazing. Everyone, please go jump on board and follow Jessica. She is incredible and only has so much further to go. And you are not going to regret being inspired. And I feel like I need to book a trip now after stalking all of your stuff today, to be honest. But thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. I honestly really do appreciate your time. I know some of these episodes can be quite long, but the fact that you've taken time out of your day to better yourself is just a shower of how successful you are capable of being because you are investing in you. So I know I am so, so inspired after each and every single one of these game changer chats. I hope you're feeling the exact same way. If you'd like to connect with myself or the guest more, then please do reach out to us on Instagram and I hope you have an awesome day. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.